Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Great confidence from Marcus Spears. Dak will be fine. Well, according to those at Cowboys camp, I guess he is fine. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. You can watch KJZ. Uh, you can listen on ESPN Radio. You can watch on ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80. And you can just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. My name is Shay Cornette here hanging out with the guys. Happy to have Keyshawn and J. Will. Back all together, we're coming to you live from above the Hyattenkin River Deck at Pier 17. Okay, so I mentioned it. Jerry Jones said um, that basically Dak Prescott is fully good to go for the Cowboys season opener. That's about 10 days away at this point in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Mm, It'll open mm, the NFL mm. regular season next Thursday. Um, This is what Jerry Jones said. He turned it loose and was none the worse for it. The MRIs are showing all systems go. He's throwing with velocity and emphasis, and he's throwing on the run. Um, What about Mike McCarthy? What does the Cowboys head coach say, and what has he seen out of Dak Prescott? Well, as Will just said, we're going to do everything we can with him. You know, the players are off till Thursday, so we won't be back together our first team meeting. It'll be Thursday, we'll go Thursday, Friday, and then they're off again Saturday. And these, these, this is the new schedule. And then, um, you know, so we'll go Thursday, Friday, off Saturday, we'll go Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday, and get on the plane and go get it. So we'll do everything we can at time frame. All right, so they're trying to get him ready to go. But, uh, Key, so this begs the question now. Any reservations about Dak Prescott? Jerry Jones says he's good to go. Mike McCarthy says they're working him in. He's getting ready to go. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is not one to overlook. Just say No, there, there's no shade. Look, there's no reservations. The only thing that you think about is his mental might makeup and his mindset when people start to hover around his legs. And that's a, a player, too. After that, I think he'll be fine. Just because he hasn't had any preseason action, the first series or two, he'll probably feel a certain way until he takes that first hit, somebody throws him to the ground, then he'll feel fine. But all alone, I knew he would be ready. I was never worried about it. And I know a lot of people wanted to see him get the work. As I said, if they would have played him in the second preseason game and not played him in the third, what are 20 plays going to do when you got three weeks before the regular season starts? 20 plays does nothing for you at all whatsoever. It's like when I saw Joe Burrow take the three snaps that he took the other night or yesterday. I'm like, what does that do for him? He'll have two weeks off. <laughs> Jay, what do you think? You see, Key, though, I, I feel like, and, and, and you, you made mention of it. Obviously, I didn't play in the NFL, but I had a leg injury. Really? Well, I mean, look, man, I, I could have been a running back. It's not like I wasn't 6'2", 210 pounds. I mean, whoa, 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 I'm just whoa, whoa, saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what, what position would I have played in the league if I had played? You don't think I was fast enough to be a running back? No, I was saying when you said 6'2", I was going to say, well. Well, in cleats, in cleats, don't judge me. The extra high cleats. All right. Anyway. All right, former athletes. Yes. <laughs> How Dak responds to when he gets hit in that lower extremity of his body will dictate whether he can be successful or not. And to be frank with you, you don't know how you'll react to that until it happens. So he hasn't played tackle football for a very long time. And that, that Tampa Bay defense, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. And I know that we, we live in a world where everybody wants to be, hey, you have to play the game the right way. There are people who don't play the game the right way. And I'm not saying that anybody's going out there intending to hurt Dak Prescott. But sometimes you get hit where you get hit. And how he responds to that will be interesting considering he is such a pivotal piece 
Well, every quarterback is, especially Dak. You heard Swagoo say he was on pace to throw 7,000 yards last year. He's a pivotal piece to their offense. Obviously, their defense needs work. We understand they'll be better underneath Dan Quinn, but being marginal and having a top-five offense, having, being marginal defensively and having a top-five offense can win you a Super Bowl, but you need Dak to be incredible. And if he gets hit that way, I don't know how he's going to react. That's my only worry going into the season for Dak and the Cowboys. So here's the thing. I feel like, and uh, Key and Jay, I mean, you guys know this as being former athletes. If I only know this from covering athletes, is that the last thing to come along after a major injury is the mental aspect of it, yes. right? Like understanding you're going to get tackled, understanding that guys are going to come for you or your shoulder or your legs or whatever it is that was just previously injured. And so that is why sometimes these preseasons are beneficial. Like for Joe Burrow, like him clamoring to play so he could just go through the reps and, and understand like guys can come after me in this moment, even if it's for only three snaps, maybe that helps him get over the mental aspect of it. Dak Prescott, we saw on Hard Knocks, I mean, he's a veteran at this point. Does he really need to play in the preseason? Probably not, but you wonder how he's going to get over that mental hump. But yes, I think last season we saw when Dak went down with that injury, the wheels fell off for the Cowboys completely wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. So him staying healthy is really the straw that stirs the drink for the Cowboys going forward. We've seen every single year him increase his throws. And last year, obviously, the defense was bad, so they were playing catch-up. So he had to throw the ball over the yard when they were trying to catch up in later quarters until he obviously got hurt. But now, if Dak, if for some reason there is reservations from him, what does that mean? By the way, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and the call online at 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776 to describe your team's preseason in two words. Jeff says, uh, Cowboys, quote-unquote, losing season. (laughs) So, uh, obviously, he doesn't have a lot of faith, and that's probably because of what he's seen in years past. But on paper key, I mean, this Cowboys team looks like it could be Super Bowl-bound if everybody stays healthy, but I know that is the biggest concern, especially for the quarterback. I think let's just start off with them winning the division. (laughs) The bare minimum. Way to reset expectations, Key. Well, I mean, you know, Shea said Super Bowl winning the Super Bowl. I just want to – yes – they have some pieces on the offensive side of the ball, a handful of pieces on the defensive side. They drafted Michael Parsons out of Penn State. They uh, shored up the secondary. So when you look at it, yes, they bring in Dan Quinn. You could talk Super Bowl, but I, I am a one-step guy. Let's win the division. Let's get a home playoff game. And then let's just move forward from there because there's other teams that feel the same way. The Green Bay Packers, the 49ers, Chicago Bears the Los Angeles Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints. They all feel like they're going to win the Super Bowl in the NFC this year. And we cannot forget about the Super Bowl champions in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So one step at a time is all I'm going to say. You just say the Bears. Well, you I just say the Bears? For, you just say that? that? I did that for Shea. Oh, for Shea. I appreciate okay. that. That's being a good Key. teammate. That is being a good teammate. Key, let, let, see? That's how we all see, know that's how I, I see that. He built on. you up. I liked that. He built you up. But if they don't win the division this year, Key – Oh, it's a disappointment. Is Mike McCarthy around? Is Mike McCarthy around yeah. the following year? Because I don't see it happening. Well, it depends on how. If you okay, if they win the division, they obviously go into the playoffs. Yes. If they get a wild card, they're going into the playoffs. So I think is making the playoffs. Either way, he's still there. If they don't make the playoffs, then that's a conversation that Jerry and Steven and Jerry Jr. they have to have collectively as a family on whether or not Dan Quinn would be the replacement who's sitting there as a former head coach that's had success in his league would take over from Mike McCarthy. But I don't see where they won't win the division. I like the Giants. 
I think the Giants are a strong football team. I mean, the, I the Redskins could have the equivalent Jones. to what the Cowboys' the offense is. Team. Yeah, I mean, watch, sorry. Well, well, the Washington as football as team, their defense, Jones, right? Yeah. As long as Daniel Jones does his job, Washington is sitting there pretty. You know, they got a solid defense, and I, I think they got a manageable quarterback situation. But the Cowboys should win the division, man. If they don't win the division, then – I don't know what else to say. Well, I mean, we keep giving them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I mean, if the, but it, isn't the I, I said Super Bowl bound? Isn't winning the division like the bare minimum at this point? This is a division, the NFC East. We joke about the NFC Lease that had a, a, a losing record and won the division last year in the Washington Football Team. The year before that, I believe it was five hundred. Like this division is bad. I mean, I, there's no other way to sugarcoat it for the last few years. Win the division yeah, in the I'm NFC East is the bare sure, minimum. I'm not talking about winning division and only winning nine games or eight games. I'm talking about winning the division and being really respected in the NFC. Mm. Okay, well, that's not different. last year's yeah. right. division winner. But I mean like a, a 13 and 4 type Dominant. year is what the Cowboys right. need to have. Yeah, a, a respectful record. Double-digit wins. I mean, can we say that? Like, yes. Especially with a 17-game slate. Like, it needs no, to be double-digit wins. 10 and 7 ain't good enough for me. Okay, fair. Not in the NFC East. Not in the NFC East. And I'll say this. The NFC East, that whole division should feel a little pressure this year. Like, mm-hmm. everyone needs to be better, and that is for sure. Um, again, we're asking you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed to chime in. Your team, two words, how would you describe it? S.A. Greer says Justin Fields. I would assume that he is a Bears fan. And speaking of Justin Fields, his coach says he's ready, but he also says Andy Dalton is going to start, and Key tells you why he's not ready. For the Bears to start fields over Andy Dalton. That's after Jay has this from Goodyear. Here comes some Matt Nagy heat, Shay. Hope you're ready. I'm ready. It's our favorite time of the year as we're back traveling on the road for college football. And Goodyear knows the passion and excitement it takes to drive forward. Whether your team is home or away, the game's traditions are still the same. Through every first down, touchdown, or fourth quarter comeback, by moving, anything is possible. Goodyear is here to drive you forward on the road that moves us all. Goodyear, more driven. As long as Andy's in the game, I'm going to be rooting for Andy. What the fans have to realize is we're on the same team. People are looking to put Justin Fields in. Hoping that, you know, we put up 100 points a game. When I do go in the game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do the same thing. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, the Bears and the quarterback can I, can I just problems. It just never ends if you're from Chicago. It Key, never ends. Key, I love when I hear like the, the coaches speak jargon that players say. And I love Justin Fields. When, you know, it's like, oh, I just want to see Andy win. And, and we're in the same team. And, and we're, I'm like, yeah, but 
you're not. You are, but you're not. Like, let's be real about it. Like, when you're competing for a position, you do want your team to win, but you want your team to win with your ass being on the field leading your team. But you got to say the right things, though, Jay. I understand. He's doing the right – of course. I'm just trying to tell people internally what's really happening inside his own mind. All right, this, well, is, yeah. this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guest joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shea Cornette. Here with the guys this morning. Happy to have everyone back together. Okay, so we're talking about Chicago and what's going on. Let's just lay out the facts. The facts are Matt Nagy has said that Andy Dalton is going to start week one against the Rams. That is the fact, okay? However far along he thinks Justin Fields is remains to be seen. However, Your tone is very say, defensive. I just want to – He did wanna, say okay. this after the Bears' final preseason game about where Justin Fields is at. I think that he's at a point right now where he's – the level where we thought maybe he'd be at coming into this thing, um, you never know, right? And, and he's, he's done a lot of great things. So I would say that with our situation with where Andy's at – and where he's at, that uh, he's done everything he can to make us feel good. That if we were to put him in the game or had to put him in the game, that he would, that you know, he would do fine. Okay. And right. so let me just tell you what Matt Nagy is saying. Okay, he is telling you people that if Andy, he's saying the same thing he said last year with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. It, let me just break it down for you. What he says and what he actually means. What he actually means is we'll have a short leash with Andy Dalton. He is there as a placeholder so that. Justin Fields can watch, learn, listen, watch the speed of the game in a regular season because, Key, you know, preseason's a certain pace, regular season's a certain pace, postseason's a different pace. Like, he needs to see the speed of the game, and then when we feel like it's necessary, if Andy Dalton isn't facilitating this offense properly, we will put in Justin Fields. That's all. Yeah, that's really what he's saying. It got 17 games to go, right? He's not going to waste a couple games messing around with an inefficient Andy Dalton. If Andy Dalton is doing his job and the things that he's supposed to do, he'll continue to be the starter. You can't look up and say that Andy Dalton is not capable of leading this team into the playoffs or winning the division. I don't look at last year Andy Dalton in Dallas. I don't. I don't look at the last two years in Cincinnati. He has much more talent around him now, especially on the defensive side of the ball, than he had in Dallas. Offensively, all he's got to do is not screw it up. If he can do that and they can win games, then he'll continue to be the starter. If they get out to a rocky start, then it's Justin Fields' time. Thank you. That's it. That's I, all I, it is. It's I, not, It's not. look, it's not that difficult to see. It's just not. I couldn't agree more. I agree. With, I agree with you both. We all concur. All I'm saying, though, is it feels like it's a deep, dark hole that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace have to claw their way out of. But they don't if they do it this way. That's the thing. If they started Fields and he looked poor or, heaven forbid, got hurt, like then it's a real dark hole you have to crawl out of. This way, you can kind of ease into it. Get him ready to go. It's it's the opposite, I feel like, doing it this I think, way. I think we all understand that they start Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton struggles and they go to Justin Fields, I think we're like, okay, cool. Is Justin Fields the better quarterback right now, athletically, all those sort of things? Yes. Is he the better quarterback from a mental standpoint than Andy Dalton? Probably not this year. Probably so, not because Andy Dalton's seen everything. Mm-hmm. But if you start Andy Dalton – and he struggles, you can go to Justin Fields. But if you start Justin Fields, and then you got a ping pong back and forth between the two, that's when it kind of gets messy for you. Because I think everybody can understand, young quarterback, let a veteran start, see how it goes, 
then insert him into the lineup because the veteran players will certainly let them know it's time for Justin Fields, man. You you're not getting ready to screw up our season. You better play so, the young fella if Andy Dalton starts to struggle. I agree with you both on how you would implement that strategy, and it makes all the sense in the world. I guess the question I have for you both is that say it doesn't pan out with Andy Dalton, and then say Justin Fields comes on and he does marginal. He does marginal. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy together the following year? Does that draft pick of Justin Fields buy them another year yeah. on top of this? 100%. Absolutely. So 100%. we just so everything that happened last year, even with Ryan Pace, take Matt Nagy out of it. Ryan Pace, with the way he's ran his organization, are we just – is all that just swept underneath the rug? Nobody the, the, cares, the about, nobody cares about what – off their defense. The, right. Off their I defense. Guess. And their defense is old now. Coach. But they've been in the playoffs twice since he's been the head coach, though. Okay. They have. I mean, that, you know, and he's only been the head coach. This is going on his fifth year, I think. Fourth. And so when you look at that, it just, I mean. Key, I hear you on that. It just feels like internally know. in Chicago, people were livid at how that situation True. played out. True. Fans were livid. And I just, you know, we, I just don't want to act like last year didn't happen as we look forward to this year. Right. Well, you better start acting like it unless <laughs> – because it, because I'm, I'm not, you, I'm not going to start acting like AJ. It. I'm telling you, if Justin feels just marginal and they, they kind of come along and they just kind of clunking, blah 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 blah, he's going to be there next year. The mm-hmm. only way Matt Nagy is gone is if the bottom just falls out of the. So team. The, if the defense is just old and they just they're reckless and they're not well, getting I, I, games. like honestly as a Chicago fan, like that's my biggest concern is that yes. now you're like starting to figure out your your quarterback situation and the offense. Is it too late now and is the defense? Not going to be that top ten caliber defense again, that is part of Shay, Chicago football DNA. Yeah. But again, you don't have to have Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to have them to be successful and win football games. But Key, they were successful last year with Mitchell Trubisky for the first couple of games, and I he went away from it. And think about it: I wasn't one of the dudes that said Mitch Trubisky should have been run out of town. That's I what makes me that, worried. He wasn't I was run one out that of said, town. I was one that said, "Hey." Give him another shot and see where it goes. But they decided to part ways with him, or he decided to part ways Wait with him. Wait a minute. So, Key, you thought that Mitch Trubisky should have been the quarterback of the Chicago Bears this upcoming season? I thought, I can, I can, based I on the way that he was playing in a handful of games, that he should have still had an opportunity to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Because when I look at certain things, when you tell me that Matt Nagy's a quarterback whisperer and a fixer and all this sort of stuff, fix it. Fix it then. Why run from it? Well, first of all, he because didn't you draft came in there, that you wasn't came his in dude. there with preconceived notions about the quarterback. So no matter what Mitch Trubisky was able to do, you wasn't gonna like it anyway. He probably could have won the damn Super Bowl, and you'd be like, "Ah, he's not my guy." Yeah, see, I that's disagree. just what that's what that, that's what happens with these experts, these quarterback guru types. They never really give a guy an opportunity and a chance. Get him, Shay. I'm just telling you, Shay. Get him. Don't back get him, key, Shay. Key, I couldn't disagree with you more, first of all. The guy that Matt Nagy wanted to pet in that draft was Patrick Mahomes, hence why he went to the Chiefs. I the know, argument, that, that, I know. He wanted Patrick Mahomes. That's what we, we wanted. All, the, we all want Patrick Mahomes now, right? He went it. to the Chiefs where he was before he went to I, Chicago. I and the problem Mitch Trubisky was having, according to Matt now Nagy and others, Nagy, is that he couldn't read the defense the way Matt he Nagy wanted him to in order reason, for it to work in his offense. So now Matt Nagy's the reason Patrick Mahomes is in No, I am not saying that at all. I am just saying the fact that Mitch Trubisky didn't have enough 
time in Chicago when he was run out of town is inaccurate. Like, the fact of the matter yeah, is he couldn't yeah. win football if games he, the clip they needed him, to with that good of a defense. If he loved That's him fair. that much, he should have stayed in Kansas City. I know. I just want you to know when you were saying See, that's that. That's unfair. I just want you to know when you were saying that you were looking at me. There's no need to look at me. You can look into the camera. <laughs> You're just in the room. I'm like, Do you I know. Hear I'm what like, I'm why saying? are you yelling at me? I didn't even say anything. This is you and Key. <laughs> Key's frustrating me. We need to get some calls. I'm not, I'm not frustrating you. I'm just telling You're truth. You're not me. Like, How do you know I'm not hey, hey, me? Shay. I'm trying to wake up the morning show. Come on, guys. We're getting too formatted. You're we're waking formatted, up Chicago. And I need you. to wake up the morning show because we are not it. You're waking, up in, you're waking up Chicago, let me tell you that, because the <laughs> fact that you think Trubisky could lead them to the promised land this year and not just hey, the field, okay, which, so let me by ask the you way, by no, the let way. Let me ask you a question. I did not say that Justin Fields cannot. What I said was Mitch Trubisky, I believe, is a very capable quarterback for the Chicago Bears if the coach coached him up. That's all I said. I, I didn't say it because, to me, I know it's only preseason, Shay. But damn, Mitch Trubisky sure looked like the number two pick in Buffalo. I'm just saying, though. I, I'm just okay. Cool. So, do you think Buffalo should start Trubisky over Josh Allen? Then? Oh, that, that, that's, that. <laughs> okay, cool. You think that's Trubisky that. should be the starting quarterback? I don't know for the Jets and stuff. I think Zach I Wilson? think Mitch Trubisky will be a starting quarterback in the NFL in the next 24 months again. Okay, that cool. I do think. And you think that team that he starts for will go into the playoffs and potentially compete I, for a Super you, Bowl? You're doing too much now. I'm just. Just, now you're I'm just playing devil's advocate. Is that what you're saying Andy Dalton's going to do? No. I think the Bears fully know what they have in Andy Dalton. Which is you know what? what the Which ce- is what? A What's mediocre quarterback. You okay. know what You know what the ceiling is with him. You have no idea what the ceiling but is with Justin Fields. But you can win with mediocre. No I agree. You can I agree. win with that. But you I think the frustration to... with Trubisky bubbled over in Chicago. That doesn't mean he was run out of town. It was just time ran up with him, and they couldn't figure out from an offensive perspective or from how Matt Nagy runs his offense how to work with him. And I think that's okay. They mutually parted ways, and I hope he does go on to have success somewhere else. But the fact that he didn't have a big enough sample size in Chicago, I, I ain't buying that. I, I saw enough of Mitch Trubisky as a Bears fan to See, know that I, it I wasn't going to work. I that ain't I it. Don't, but I'm, not, I'm not a coach's guy like that. Coaches that I've been around – they coach you up, and they get you to perform at a level. Now, all I'm saying is what I've seen in so far in him in Buffalo and what I'm hearing him about him in Buffalo, he'll be a starter in the National Football League again because he's being coached up. That's all I'm saying. But don't you think I, that's – that? I, I, I do – you got to be coached up, man. All I'm saying I, about I that key is up. it seems like there's way less pressure in Buffalo knowing that you are not the guy to showcase yourself to be in that position than the pressure that would come along with being a starter in Chicago. But he's also auditioning for the coaches in Buffalo that uh, the, the, the coaches in Buffalo, the Leslie Frazier's who will probably get another head coaching job. He's auditioning I understand for that. them because when usually when a coach gets hired off another team to take another job, they bring somebody along and most likely a coach that gets hired, Brian Dable and those guys, they will wind up going to a team that needs a quarterback in a desperate way. Just saying, playing against first-team starters and then playing against people that are trying to make the teams in the preseason is a completely different. I mean, yeah, but it's There's not. A, but it's not even about that, Jay. It's about, it's about how, how they look, how they feel. I understand the information the yeah. and spit it out. 
That's I'll say this, what I look for. In Buffalo, of all places for him to go is the best place because look what Buffalo helps Josh Allen become. Like, And Josh That's Allen will, will be the yeah. first one up. to tell you that he worked on that deep ball and, and made became more accurate since arriving in Buffalo. And maybe they can help Mitch Trubisky along. And maybe you're right, he'll land somewhere in 24 months or less as the starting quarterback. I'm just not buying that he was the quarterback that could take the Bears anywhere this season, and I thought it was by far their best decision to move on from him. We had seen enough. That's it. We're asking at KJ and Z on Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, describe your team's preseason so far in two words. Let's stay in the NFC North, shall we? James says Packers got defense, question mark, because all we've been talking about with the Packers is the offense. You see how I'm just, like, transitioning to another team is the <laughs> offense and Aaron Rodgers, but do the Packers have any defense? Uh, a different Shay at Shay. 10 12 says Giants offensive line. Don't, don't get me started. Yeah, every year. I don't want to. Andrew like Smith, copy what and happened paste, in the first quarter? Copy and paste offensive line every year, it feels like, for the Giants. Um, Evan says Steelers, quote unquote, Big Thomas, Ben. Sorry, I said Andrew Smith. Andrew Thomas, you know what I mean. A- I'm Evan angry. Wilner? Evan Werner jumped in my ear and said Andrew Thomas, not Smith. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. So we told you who the Bears should start, at least I did, didn't I? Um, But who should start in New England? Dan Orlowski has that after SportsCenter. This ball driven to center. It's playable. Farkas is there, and it ends in his glove. And the Taylor North Little Leaguers are World Series champions. Well, it wasn't easy for Gavin Ewell and company, but it, it never is, and the journey has hardly been easy. But they finish it here at Lomity with a World Series championship, beating Ohio 5-2. to two. That's right, Michigan wins the Little League World Series. Jackson Surma drove in four runs, and Ethan Van Bell struck out eight as Michigan beat Ohio 5-2 to two in the championship game. The team from Taylor North Little League delivered the first Little League World Series title for the state of Michigan since 1959. The Mets' Javier Baez says the thumbs-down gesture was to let fans know how it feels. Baez, Francisco Lindor, and Kevin Pillar made the gesture after getting hits during New York's 9-4 win over the Nationals. Baez says the move was in response to fans who jeered the club during a rough August month. Team president Sandy Alderson said in a statement that, quote, the Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way towards our fans. I will be meeting with our players and our staff to convey this message directly, end quote. Patrick Cantley defeats Bryson DeChambeau in a playoff at BMW Championship. In the longest playoff in FedEx Cup playoff history, Cantley delivered one clutch putt after another to survive the final three holes of regulation and six tenths holes of a sudden death playoff, finally winning the 20-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole. was Cantlay's third win of the season, and he enters the Tour Championship at the top of the FedEx Cup standing. SportsCenter is brought to you by Mako. With Mako and their magic, your car's no longer tragic. If life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako and head to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. transitioning away from Chicago. We might find our way back, and we're going to what we saw last night. 
in the preseason finale against the Giants and the New England Patriots. So for that, we bring in our ESPN football analyst, Dan Orlowski. Good morning to you, Dan. It has been a heated discussion here on KJZ, and we're happy to bring you along with us. You know, let's just let's just keep What's the heated up? discussion. What up, Dio? What's up? What up, J-Dub? How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, brother. Good doing to see good. you. I would have picked a different shirt, but good to see you. That's fair. I would have okay. picked a different jacket as well. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's nice. Pleasantries already being He's exchanged. My guy. Uh, let's start with the Patriots. We saw Cam Newton. Yeah. We've seen Mac Jones, and we've seen them both throughout the preseason, and obviously Cam Newton last season for the Patriots. And so the question is, Dan, who should be the Pat starter this year? It should be Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is the better player right now. I think Mac Jones will be the better player in November. And that's saying a lot because I'm completely aware that Cam has been really good this preseason. I just think Mac's been better. This is not a situation where Cam lost his job. I just believe that Mac went and took it. I think he's been that impressive. And I think of a quarterback, and when you have these quarterback competitions, if it's so close, which I believe this one really is, I always lean on going in in taking the younger player. If he's been this good up until now, he's only going to get better as he plays and gets more reps and gets a better feel and a greater understanding and plays against the competition, but plays with better players. And I'm looking at this team and I go, one, I truly believe this. If they start Mac Jones, they close the gap to the Buffalo Bills within their division. I think they close the gap in the AFC when it comes to their ranking in regards to Kansas City, Cleveland, and Buffalo. And two, if they choose Mac Jones, he would be at the very top of my list for Offensive Rookie of the Year as I sit here today. I just, I believe he's perfect for this situation, perfect for the system. He plays so incredibly fast. I would play Mac Jones. Wow. That's so wait, you say close the gap to Buffalo. How close yeah. are we getting there? Yeah, I mean, uh, and I love Buffalo. They are a, a, a very small step below Buffalo with Mac Jones at quarterback. I think New England is going what? to be what? very, very, very good Wow, so, with Mac Jones. I really do. So, we, I mean, we, I, people are putting Buffalo in the conversation to potentially win a Super Bowl. So we're saying no that. No doubt. So we're saying that New England, a small step below is – in the conversation yeah. with Mac Jones to win the Super Bowl in his rookie year. Yeah, I think, Mac, I think Mac Jones takes this team to become a top four, top five team at worst in the AFC. Absolutely. I think they're going to be that good. Go ahead, Key. I don't have anything to say. I'm done. I don't, what, what can I say? Dan spoke. Man, I, you know, hey. Okay, let's move on to the 49ers. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Who should be the 49ers starter? We saw Kyle Shanahan flip-flop between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no way he runs a two-quarterback system, right? No, he's, I anticipate him to run two-quarterback two system, especially early on. But I would start Trey Lance. I've been adamant that I would start Trey Lance. I understand that there are going to be some lows attached to his game. Jimmy Garoppolo has two lows or flaws attached to his game. One, he doesn't stay healthy consistently. And two, he throws way too many interceptions. So those, so those are lows. But I think Trey Lance are gonna ha- is going to have some lows as well. But his highs are going to be so unmatched by Jimmy Garoppolo. And the big playability is going to be so unmatched that I would play Trey Lance. Now, in regards to the two-quarterback system, it, I think the rare offenses in the NFL, the rare ones are the ones that can do whatever they want in the pass game. That would be what Jimmy Garoppolo can do and then play 11-on-11 utilizing the quarterback run in the run game. So playing both these guys does that. It's really smart because it makes your offense better, and it's really smart because their first five games are first two games of the season they play against new coaching staffs, Detroit and and Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Imagine making these teams prepare, Detroit and Philly, 
are new head coaches. They've never been head coaches in the NFL before. Now you got to prepare for two different offenses. On top of, okay, this is the first time I've ever done that. Those should be easy wins. Green Bay, week three, playoff contender. And then two division games, Seattle and Arizona, before your bye week. So I'm looking at getting as much of an advantage as you can, making these teams prepare for these situations, while also giving you an advantage to maybe steal a game or two within your first five games. And then maybe during the bye week, Trey Lance becomes your starting quarterback. So I think they're going to play two. I would play Trey Lance. When, when have you ever seen, Dan, a, a two-quarterback system in the National Football League, let alone the fragile nature of the position mentally yeah. at the quarterback spot? Why would you ever want to tinker with that? As a quarterback, yeah. you know how sensitive you guys are. So why would you ever want to do that mm. at the quarterback spot? Ooh. Yeah, don't think I didn't hear that you guys. Um, yeah, Get him, Keith. I, I agree with I, you, I, I said you guys because you played the position. I'm not, I'm just you know. Playing. I'm just playing. I, I am sensitive. Trust me. I, I cry <laughs> at movies. I, I agree with you. Like, this is not an ideal situation. The last time I saw it was maybe Washington with, like, Steve Spurrier 20, 25 years ago. How did that work out? I don't out? think it becomes <laughs> – yeah, I don't think it becomes an issue until one of them plays poorly. If you're bringing Jimmy Garoppolo and he's your starter and he's playing well – and then you're bringing Trey Lance in, and he's playing well, this will be okay. For an extended period of time, this can go well. But if Jimmy's playing well and Trey Lance comes in and, and your offense sputters, then that's going to become an issue in your locker room. Or Jimmy's struggling and Trey Lance comes in and he balls out or the offense explodes when he comes in, that's going to be an issue in your locker room. So as long as both of those guys are playing well, it does not become an issue. My assumption of the whole situation is that Kyle wants – the organization and Kyle want to play Trey Lance. He just hasn't – kind of t completely taken over and shown them exactly what they wanted to go and, all right, we're going to go with Trey Lance. That's why I see them in their first five weeks, specifically to their schedule, playing both of them. And if Trey is handling it as well as they're hoping, the bye week he becomes their starter. Dan, let's talk about another quarterback situation. Do you feel that Matt Nagy has handled the QB situation in Chicago correctly? Come on, bro. No. I mean, I mean, that's the easiest. No. That, now, to be fair, it's a tough situation. I get all that. But he, you also made your bed. I, I look at it as this. The biggest issue with this football team, talent-wise, is their offensive line. Their offensive line is bad. If I was a coach and I had to mask a bad offensive line, would I want to do it with a below-average talent at quarterback or an above-average talent at quarterback? I'd want to do it with an above-average talent quarterback because it's going to make my job easier. Justin Fields is the above-average talent at quarterback. And going specifically to the situation, Jay, quarterback run, everyone knows, the zone read quarterback run, that stuff was developed for bad offensive lines. It was developed to go, okay, we have five offensive linemen and they got to block five guys on defense. None, we are not good enough to go guy on guy. Well, what happens if we don't block one of them and then we have five guys blocking four guys? They only have to stink less. Then my quarterback can just choose which, what to do with the football. And I just go, Justin Fields would give them a significantly better chance to be less bad on the offensive line. So I think Matt Nagy's communication has been poor on this. I think his handling has been poor on this. If 20 years from now it comes out that he did it to protect the young man because he thought the offensive line was that bad, I can give him credit for that. See, I think, all these, I think all these veteran quarterbacks, Dan, are going to start week one through three, four, all of them, from yeah. Cam Newton on down to Andy Dahl to Jimmy Garoppolo. The moment one of them stumbles, 
then at that yeah. point, the coaches will say, you know what, come stand over here by us and hold a clipboard. Yeah, my, my, my whole question, and I think that's a fair point, Key. My whole question is, if you're ready to make that move at week three or week four, you're ready to make that move at week one. Your guy is not getting that much learning in that three-week span or that much development in that three-week span because he's not doing anything. He's watching the other guy. So he might have, oh, he did this in protection. You can still learn on the fly, you know, and I get it. But young quarterbacks are so much more advanced nowadays going into the NFL. So if you're a team, Chicago or San Francisco, and you're ready to rip the Band-Aid off in week four, I'd say rip it off in week one. So many things that perturb me about so many things you just said, Dan. But that's okay. We have to say goodbye. <laughs> that's Dan Get some tissue, Dan. Get some tissue. <laughs> we appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Dan. All right, Dan. That's Dan Orlowski on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. All right, two veteran quarterbacks meet week one. We'll tell you that they are closer to the same than you may think. That's after Jay is this from DoorDash. DoorDash here with summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift. And save? That's what it's all about. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app and stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. The beginning of the season. Oh, man, I want to be in that moment. This is one of them things we say, man, I wish I had that right now. Are you ready? ready. This is Marty Smith, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Dallas Cowboys are ready. This is Matthew Berry. The Syracuse Orange are ready. Zellin Hahn, I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. All right, so we, Key and I had a heated discussion about the Bears. 
and Andy Dalton, right? And him being the starter in Justin Fields just a few minutes ago. Well, who do the Bears have week one? They have the Rams. And I think we all should maybe open our eyes a little bit to what's going on with the Rams, shall we? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette, hanging out with Keyshawn and J. Will. Happy to have everyone back together. ESPN News, Series XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio, and on your smart speakers. If you want to give us a call, the Dr. Pepper call in line, and the phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Okay, so Matthew Stafford goes to L.A. via Detroit in a blockbuster trade over the summer, right? Um, There was, let's see, first-round draft picks in 2022, 2023, a third-round pick in 2021, then Jared Goff goes to the Detroit Lions. Blockbuster pick. But if you really look at what the Rams are now with Matthew Stafford, is it that much of an upgrade? And I bring this up for a few reasons, because when you look on the other side, when these two go head-to-head, Andy Dalton and Matthew Stafford in week one. These dudes are the same exact age. These dudes are the same height, the same weight. They both have not won a playoff game in their career. Both Andy Dalton and Matthew Stafford. And now they're both on new teams, and they're both expected, Andy Dalton, just to kind of fill a void for a little bit until Justin Fields comes in. But Matthew Stafford to legitimately lead the Rams to a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, if you look at the numbers, they're eerily similar. Look at the total QBR, Dalton and Stafford. Come on. 52 and 58. Like, I don't know why we give Matthew Stafford all of this hype. And I understand. Look, he's a good quarterback. I'm not saying that. And he did a lot to cover up a lot of holes with the Detroit Lions. But the last time the Detroit Lions won double-digit wins was in 2014. Like, are we just going to discount all of that? These two quarterbacks are not that different, Key. Well, they're not. But I would – this is a little – a week or so ago, I talked about Derek Carr – in Matthew Stafford. Now, Andy Dalton is a little bit below Matthew Stafford, I would say. Um, I, I, I understand what, you, what you're saying, but he's a little bit talent-wise, he's a little bit below him. I put more car with Matthew Stafford in this situation. I don't know why the Rams did what they did with Jared Goff. I, I don't know. I mean, they, they fell out of love with him a year earlier. They loved him. They gave him $100-plus plus million a big contract after the Super Bowl. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, we found our quarterback. He's the greatest thing ever. And then several games later, they hated his guts, and they shipped him <laughs> off to Detroit. It, the Rams are in trouble if they don't go to the Super Bowl. They got to go to the – they got to go to the Super Bowl. Winning a division, losing in the first round, winning, getting a wild-card playoff berth, losing in the first round – that's not going to cut it at all because you gave up so much to go get a savior, a guy when you had a guy that you believed in several months earlier. I just, I don't get it. Coaches sometimes, again, it goes back to what I was saying, Shay, about uh, Matt Nagy. I like coaches that want to coach guys and not looking for a microwave fix. I, that's the type of coaches I love. I love coaches that say, I got a guy who I believe in, and I'm going to get him to perform at the level because that's my job, opposed to saying I want Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is already ready-made. That's easy. That's an easy one, right? It's like if you have struggles with Jared Goff, fix it. Figure it out. You just paid the guy all this money because you loved him so much. Figure it out. I don't always think it's that easy. You know, and I'm not saying this happens to Jared Goff, but that particular situation may not apply this. But when guys get money, things change. I've known a lot of NBA players that got their paychecks 
got their got their bags, and they changed. So for me, this feels more like a fit and something that Les Snead and Sean McVay are more comfortable with. Now, Les Snead talked about him when he was with the Falcons, and you know Matthew Stafford's with Georgia, and like how the ball came out of his hand on pro day, like that comfort level. Sean McVay talks about his arm and his composure in the pocket. This, for me, seems more like fit. And I, nobody's ever called Matthew Stafford an elite quarterback. Nobody's ever talked about him being in the top five conversation. But he has always produced to a degree on bad teams but I, but who I, haven't had a running game. Like they're running, they, but produced, they won five games last year. I mean, like what, he's produced he, as a quarterback, but he hasn't been the deciding factor in them winning or losing I, I, games. But he's not a savior. Nobody's over here saying that Matthew Stafford's going to save a franchise. Jay, here's what but I, him here's with the talent though, around him can make things different. Maybe. Here's what I would say, though, Jay. I didn't play with enough quarterbacks in my day when I played, and some of them were good, some of them were okay, and some of them were just flat out bad. The ones that was good help elevate everybody else around them. And even watching professional football now in this day and age, the other ones elevate guys around them. They make everybody else better, period, no matter what the situation is. They figure out how to thrive in that situation. Matthew, it's not all – Detroit wasn't all on Matthew Stafford. There's no question about it. But at the same time, don't tell me anything about a whole bunch of numbers. Numbers don't mean – anything it's where can you get your team how can you elevate them to the next level i mean stafford lost to chicago last year week one i'm just want to point that out and had his third lowest completion rate well, numbers uh, get you into the hall of fame Keyshawn j will and zoom is brought to you by dollar shave Longevity club look like a million bucks with dollar shave club upgrade to a dsc six blade razor and get an extra close shave thanks to their six precision cut stainless steel blades that's dollarshaveclub.com more on the other side Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.